You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host, Mike Pastor. A lot of the B2B marketing and sales professionals we talk to on B2B Nation focus on increasing awareness, prospecting, and then working to convert opportunities into customers. David Melendrez, an account manager for Chipmaker AMD, does a lot of that kind of work, but he does it with one account, Dell. I'm Mike Pastor from Technology Advice. In this episode of B2B Nation, we talk to David about what it's like to manage the relationship between two tech industry heavyweights. If you go back about a decade, AMD was in a pretty tough spot in the processor space. But since then, the company's fortunes have changed in a big way across all of its product lines. The stock is up nearly 130% over the past five years. David is going to talk to us about what it's been like being part of the turnaround, explain how Dell and AMD work together to market Dell products built on AMD technology, and the skills that come in handy when managing such a high-profile relationship. David Melendrez from AMD, welcome to B2B Nation. Why don't you take a minute, introduce yourself, and tell us what it is you do. Absolutely. Mike, thank you for being, uh, letting me be on the podcast today. Happy New Year to you, by the way. You know, I've got a pretty interesting role. I mean, I'm an account manager on AMD's Dell Global Account Management Team. And so basically that means I focus all of my everyday efforts with Dell. I've uh, one of three account managers in North America. Globally, we have about a dozen uh, worldwide. I focus on three segments at Dell. They're global commercial channel group, medium business, and, uh, and federal. The gist of my role is I have a product focus on AMD's Epic processor for data center servers and infrastructure. And as an account manager, I am responsible for managing the relationship with the, the teams of the three segments I support. And to that end, I mean, this is the fun part of the role is it's all about collaboration, you know, with sales makers, sales leaders, product teams, marketing teams, finance folks, both AMD and Dell. So I wear a lot of hats when I deal with these other teams and it's a lot of different conversations. You know, at the end of the day, you know, the role it concentrates on just driving business in the data center space. The focus being Epic server processors and, and Dell PowerEdge server platforms. You know, I, <laughs> I was thinking about this, you know, in terms of the, the conversation we're going to have. And, you know, I've been in technology for a long time. And, you know, this role, you know, by far, I think is probably my most interesting one. It's really very challenging because, you know, the, the role that AMD plays in the market right now, at least in the data center. And, uh, and I just, it's just very, very rewarding. I'm having a ball, man. That's great. It's a very different role from a lot of the sales and marketing professionals we talk to on B2B Nation because of that focus on one customer. We talk to a lot of people who are kind of continually prospecting and looking at different customers and maybe they've got a geographic region or maybe they've got an industry focus. But you you work mostly with one customer, but you were telling me before we hit record, you're constantly looking for people to talk to at Dell. It's a huge company. It, it is huge. It is very huge. And even within the three segments I support, there's inside sales, there's technical sales, there's outside folks, there's even folks that are, you know, are focused specifically on the data center and all they talk are server storage and networking. 
And then, you know, I, on the channel side of, of my equation, uh, there's even the partner element to engage with. So it's a great day when all my, my eight hours plus is filled just with engagement. I enjoy face-to-face, -face, uh, but the challenge, obviously, COVID has put the kibosh on that. Virtual has really expanded my opportunities because now I really have an opportunity in one session. I could have three to 400 people uh, engaged in our conversation uh, in terms of what AMD and Dell have together. So uh, it's a double-edged sword in, in terms of that. I'm looking for 2022 to have more opportunity to kind of engage on the face-to-face. -face. I think the relationship building aspect of my role is critical for that aspect. But at the same time, uh, if I could have be, you know, be like the octopus and have eight arms and be doing eight different things at one time and touching 400 people in a session, uh, that's a good day too, Mike. Yeah. What do those conversations look like? If you've got a big audience like that, obviously you are promoting the AMD technologies you just mentioned. You're promoting how they're used in Dell's products. Is it answering questions in a forum type thing. If you've got three or 400 people, what are you, what are you talking to them about? It runs the gamut. And in terms of at a, at a very basic level, it's sharing the AMD story. And, and when you look at the market, Epic, the processor I focus on, it's going to be five years old this June. Uh, so it's, it's still uh, in its infancy. And when I look at what I have to share in that regard, it's, sharing the value proposition. And, and that's always critical because, you know, people, they don't know what they don't know. And if they don't know AMDs, then my main role is to get them comfortable uh, with what that is all about. And, you know, you look at what it's, what's happened in that five-year span, and we introduced something that was utterly innovative. And so that's driven this choice now that customers have but, you know, customers don't know what they don't know. So if the folks at Dell aren't necessarily sharing the information with customers, then uh, I fear that somebody else will. And, you know, that's not a good thing for them. So I try to spread myself as wide and as deep as I possibly can. And so what that's done, that's driven really a competitive environment. And we're seeing that manifested in a number of things. One, obviously, share game not only at Dell, but just in the market in general. The other is brand awareness. Our brand awareness, not only in just in terms of Epic and Epic and Dell PowerEdge, but if you look at what AMD's done, I mean, we're back in the market in, in PCs. We just had our, uh, our CES 2022 event this morning, and we talked about new processors coming for mobile, desktop, as well as GPU. We're in gaming consoles, so we're getting our name out and our brand out in that way as well. So we're having a number of conversations in that regard in terms of our product, but not only in terms of having a conversation of the innovation, the choice, the competition, the value proposition, but it's, hey, how do you make yourself feel comfortable enough to have a conversation to share that with customers? Because when you look at it competitively, you know, we've got folks that are Still, you know, thinking about how the Intel aspect of their capabilities at Dell are a positive, you know, in the sense when I say a positive, what I mean by that is, hey, I don't have to, you know, stretch too far to get my business from, from them. What I want folks to understand is, you know, the, the idea of, you know, I, I don't want to hear no when I already have a yes is the old way of thinking because with now 
having that choice, you're getting, and we're seeing it with our revenue growth, a whole lot of people saying yes to the AMD offer and the AMD option. And that's kind of the thing is being able to understand what we bring to the market, how to position it, and what that value means to a customer. And, you know, it really boils down to AMD has a performance advantage. We have a security advantage and we have a, a value advantage. And you're beginning to see more and more of that happening. And, and it's, it's a good thing, in my opinion, because everybody wants choice. Before we were talking earlier about Internet and, you know, I, I live out in the sticks. When I moved here, five megs was all I got. I'm living in an RV now because we're buying a house and moving closer. Uh, to the Austin area. And I'm, I'm, I can't wait to get the land of gigabit. But the idea here is that, you know, if I haven't got a choice between internet speeds, I want the most. I rely on my internet. But at the same time, when I look at what I do, I want folks to know, hey, there's a choice now. And, uh, and AMD is a big choice for customers to look at. How did you find yourself at AMD? You mentioned that you've been in tech for a long time. How'd you end up I, there? It was kind of interesting. I, I graduated college and worked on uh, oceanographic research vessels. It was, a, it was a fun job. I did a lot of travel. It was interesting because it was a six months on, six months off. And when you're off, you, you know, they referred to it as being on the beach. But, you know, I still wanted to work. So I, I lived in Austin and I picked up, a, I guess nowadays they call them side gigs, but I picked up a, a short stint at, at, at AMD as a production worker in one of their fabs here. Eventually, uh, I wanted to spend all 12 months of the year <laughs> on land. So I, uh, I quit going to sea, went back to school, and then landed in technology and did the, uh, the apprenticeship uh, journeyman tasks of uh, hardware and software vendors until I, uh, until I landed a role at Dell here in town. Spent 16 years there, and it was, it was a mixed bag of, of sales roles and marketing roles. And what I liked about it is, you know, people that have worked at Dell have this phrase, they call it the Dell experience. And, and Dell gives you a lot of latitude in terms of being able to grow, a lot of opportunity for that. At the same time, I mean, I, I worked on a ton, a ton of fun projects. And, uh, you know, I had a chance to, to really kind of learn and grow every day. The time came when they went private and they, they put the opportunity out there if you want to take off. Uh, no harm, no foul. So I, uh, I took an extended paid vacation, courtesy of them. And uh, after that, landed a role here at AMD. I kind of boomeranged back uh, after a number of years. Uh, they actually uh, classified me as a rehire. And that's been seven years. When I got hired, the, uh, it was the, uh, hey, we're a turnaround story, Melendrez. This is the place you want to be. And, and it took a couple of years. But you know what? It has become that turnaround story. And, and that's the fun part, Mike. That's the exciting part because we have launched Zen in the summer of 17. This summer, it'll be a five-year-old product. We're in our third generation and the turnaround has happened. The turnaround is real. And uh, it's not just on the enterprise side. It's on the client side. It's on the graphic side. You know, so it's uh, it's been a fun place. I don't see myself going anywhere. I get pinged every now and then. Hey, hey, <laughs> but uh, I'll, uh, I'll stay put. I'm enjoying it. We talked about how unique in some ways the role is compared to a lot of sales and marketing roles in B2B tech. But what do you think is the most important skill or quality that's required when you're talking about managing this type of relationship? 
you know, it, I don't know that I would say there's one unique skill or quality. It's it's kind of that mixed bag. You know, when I think about what what you know, I referred to the Dell experience there earlier. And when you when you look at that, you know, there's the there's the communication element. I always used to joke with my kids because you know, they're always studying for the, uh, the statewide test. And I'm like, well, are they, are they teaching any uh, critical thinking skills? Are they teaching anything to, you know, how to persuade and influence people or, and share your idea? And it was like, no, nah, no, dad, no. Nah. <laughs> and, and that, I think, is really the critical aspect of this role. Because of what I do and, and because of who I work for, we are uh, a challenger. We are a product that not everybody thinks of firsthand, but we are rapidly becoming that. And, and what I also kind of think about is this is not a one and done. I mean, it's not like, hey, I had a great year and now I'm going to cruise. I mean, there's a commitment element here that goes daily. You know, get up in the morning. What am I going to do? This is, uh, this is how the, the, the landscape looks. There's no rest in terms of what I do when I think about it. Yeah, we just finished the vacations in terms of the holidays, but it's hit the ground running on January 3rd and uh, go, go, go until, uh, until next Christmas when you think about it, because every day is a work day what, what is the way I look at it. We talked a little bit about this before we pressed record. There's a lot of these sort of OEM relationships out there, a lot of partnerships in tech between companies that our frenemies, rivals, and uh, partners. Uh, how do AMD and Dell work together to market Dell products that are built on the AMD technology? How does that work? Well, I would say it works very well because when I look at what I do, and I'm, I'm one segment of the machine, if you want to look at it that way, in the sense of what AMD and Dell do on a global basis. But in terms of our working relationship, they have resources dedicated to our product and promotion of our product at a product marketing level. We also, on a quarterly basis, as well as on a, on a semi-annual basis, have these, these data checks. You know, what does things look like? Where are we going? How are we meeting our commitments? And vice versa, how are you meeting your commitments? And then on a, a quarterly basis, there's a program-specific activities. I mean, in the three segments I work in, I'll partner with Dell Marketing to do specific programs, be it with sales teams directly, with customers on the channel side, with partners. Um, and then there's funding aspects. There's a lot of MDF being generated based on our, our revenue creation that we're with Dell. I mean, we continue to go up and to the right. We, we doubled uh, revenue uh, 2021 over 2020. We're tasked to do the same this year. So we're seeing goodness in that regard. Can you just explain how MDF works for those, those who aren't familiar with that? Sure, sure. Marketing development funds. And what that means is as a revenue within a partner uh, is generated, a portion of that revenue is, is spun back into the partner's marketing activities for continuing promotion of the joint product. So in Dell's case, uh, they will promote AMD Epic-based PowerEdge servers. An example, so on the channel side, we do a lot with uh, certain partners to get web placement, uh, be it uh, in terms of webinars, videos, 
uh, homepage takeovers, and we also create collateral with with Dell to promote those those uh, activities. They work with third parties as well to create white papers and solution sheets, sales solution sheets. And then just thirdly, uh, within their training and development organization, cheat sheets, data sheets, things of that sort to help their sales. So it's an ongoing collateral in content and in, in creation in that regard, collateral creation uh, in, in the webinar development. Uh, we're going to do one uh, later on this month that uh, focuses on a new product we've got coming out called Milan X, which is a high cash uh, subset of our Milan processors that's geared towards specific workloads and applications. And so, I mean, all in all, we continue quarter in, quarter out to run activities. I'm waiting for, you know, the the face-to-face type of stuff. Dell World is going to be kind of partial hybrid uh, in-person as well as virtual. We'll participate in that. There's also regional type uh, activities and also segment specific in terms of government and education uh, that we participate with them as well. So, you know, we will continue to grow our, our group, our GAM team, to kind of focus activities on a worldwide basis with them. And uh, if I had to uh, pin to it, I'd say, you know, it's just, it's a partnership that continues to bear fruit. What is your favorite tool? It's the question we ask just about everybody who appears on B2B Nation. What's that thing you cannot work without? Well, right now, as I mentioned, <laughs> is it the it, RV? Man, right now? Well, I, living in the <laughs> RV and, and, you know, I'm in between houses. So this was a choice and it has been a fun choice. Um, and, uh, you know, if, you, if anybody out there thinks they can't live in 350 square feet of space with, uh, with two, with, excuse me, with two people and three dogs, uh, I'm a testament that, hey, you know, it happens, man, and you can do it. Uh, but the internet out here is, is lacking for one. But I think on a day-to-day basis, the whole Zoom Teams tool set uh, has become critical. I know there's a fatigue out there. I get it. I suffer from it on an occasional basis. But that is what helps me drive my business right now. When I can get, like I said, 400 people on a session, I'm touching a lot of influencers and a lot of folks that have customer conversations on their on their own. And so I look at that as, you know, you tell a friend, they tell a friend, they friend tells a friend, and that's what it boils down to. Um, if I look at the future, you know, what I mentioned earlier, we're growing. Our business is growing. It's getting more complex in the sense of, how many irons continue to be put in the fire or how many dishes we continue to spin in the air. So I kind of think, you know, eventually there's going to have to be some kind of project uh, tool that we kind of use on a regular basis to kind of look at, okay, what are we doing with who? What's the timeline? When's it executing? Uh, And how does that, uh, how does that all kind of mesh together on a quarter by quarter basis on a half on a year and, and uh, I would see that. I mean, we've got a big project right now on the channel side. We call it Project DNA. You talked about frenemies earlier. So it's, it's Dell, NVIDIA, and AMD. And it's, it's unique in the sense that we're partnering with a handful of, of, of channel uh, partners. We're seeding them with significant configured systems on the, on the AMD, uh, Epic, and NVIDIA GPU and Dell platform. And it's to drive conversations at the partner end with customers. 
and do POCs and demos and create content and, and collateral as well. You know, that's just one of those things that we're doing. But, uh, you know, to grow those and to have more of them, I'm going to need some tools to kind of manage that. So I see that in my, uh, if I had my crystal ball, that's something I see is happening in the future, Mike. Yeah, project management tools have really taken off, I feel like, during the pandemic, because like you said, all the moving pieces, it's kind of interesting because I, I don't know that having people together in person really made it easier to manage those products, but I think the the complexity has been amplified. And now everyone's looking for tools that can help them just keep track of where everything is and who's working on it and when it's going to be done. Exactly. I, I agree. I mean, we, we do a lot of SharePoint work right now as a team, both uh, internally AMD and, and AMD at Dell. Uh, and that's a good repository, uh, but that doesn't replace the uh, project aspect that, uh, that I think we're growing rapidly growing into. All right. David Melendrez from AMD and Dell and the most crowded 350 square feet outside of Austin, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. And thanks for being on B2B Nation. Happy New Year to you again, and thank you for having me. I really enjoyed it. Thanks to David Melendrez for joining us on B2B Nation, and thanks to the team here at Technology Advice that makes this podcast possible. Amy Dunn, Sarah Sanders, Emily Whalen, and KJ Pace. Mnemonics in the Guild is responsible for our theme song. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on a future episode of B2B Nation. (laughs) 